Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. We're talking Raiders, we're talking Las Vegas. Of course we are, right? They're the Las Vegas Raiders, but not for the reasons that you might think. Uh, not this time, uh, anyway. Uh, Station Casinos released their 17-game uh, odds for the Raiders next year, 2022, next season, I should say. And lo and behold, the Raiders, who I think got better from last year, not worse, are favored to win six games next year based on the Station Casino betting lines uh, for the 17 regular seasons and games uh, next season. They are the underdogs in 10 of their 17 games, and it's pick them right now against the New England Patriots. Uh, Las Vegas is looking at that game with Bill Belichick and his protege, Josh McDaniels, and all the new Patriot staff members that are here uh, with the Raiders on the coaching staff, on the personnel side, uh, some new players from the Patriots that are now playing for the Raiders. And Las Vegas is saying, we, we can't figure that one out. Uh, that, that is a pick them. But our point is Las Vegas Station Casino's looks at the Raiders with a very skeptical eye right now. I'm trying to figure out why, because to me, as the somebody who covers this team on a day-to-day basis, I feel like they've gotten better um, since last year. And I thought they were pretty darn good last year. There were some flaws, no question about it. They got hit with a couple of major curveballs along the way. Uh, they got, um, you know, they lost two key players, one for the season and forever, really. Uh, and then Darren Waller went down for five games at a very critical time. I don't think he was really ever healthy when he did come back. Uh, and that obviously uh, affected their offense. But in spite of that, they won 10 games. They went to the playoffs. Uh, they nearly uh, took the Bengals, the eventual AFC champions, to overtime in the wild card round in Cincinnati. Hard to believe after seeing that last year and then seeing the moves that the Raiders made this offseason to bring in Devontae Adams, to bring in Chandler Jones. Josh McDaniels is the new head coach. Um, you know, uh, help along the defensive line, uh, help uh, in the secondary, I believe. There's some moves that I think could also happen here, and maybe that'll change uh, the way uh, Vegas is looking at the Raiders. But as we sit here today, it sure looks like and feels like um, the Las Vegas thinks that the Raiders got worse last, from last year, not better. And I contend that it's the opposite. I think the Raiders have gotten better. And I think there's no way, uh, if I were doing that, if I were the person in charge of setting the lines for the, the, you know, the Raiders' 17 regular season games, uh, to me, just off the top of my head, I think they should be favored in about 10, of the, 10 11 of those games, uh, to be perfectly honest. But they aren't, and that's what they have to deal with in one way or another. It's all going to come down to what happens on the field anyway. Really, at the end of the day, who cares? Um, because none of that's going to determine anything. But it is interesting to me how certain people are viewing the Raiders right now. And to be honest, it's opposite of the way I'm looking at the Raiders and a lot of other people uh, as well. We're going to go out to the Realty One Group listener line. Raider D is on the line. How you doing, Raider D? We're doing good. Yeah, 502 Raider D, but I got you. Listen, brother, uh, I listen to your show every night. It drives my girlfriend crazy. <laughs> but she's but she's not to live with that. I tell her that, you know, this is Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Yeah, God's family Raiders, I tell her. But listen, you know, I've been a Raider fan 43 years of my life. The first 23 years, I did a lot of emotional, you know, playing with my emotions and thinking about things through emotional 
had three heart attacks, flatlined and died about eight years ago, and I decided that probably I need to maybe look at things a little bit more analytical. And this is and this is the way I see this. Think about the last 20 years, 21 years, we've been in the playoffs twice. Now, that will tell you something. We've got to prove them wrong. It's not about being disrespected because the truth is you are who, you are who they say you are until you prove them different. You know, we, 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 we proved something last year, but going to the playoffs one time doesn't mean nothing. We have got to come in this year and prove to them that we deserve to be respected, that we deserve. I mean, us as fans, we always think we're going to win the Super Bowl. It's just our, our mindset works. But for me, I'm a realist. We've got to prove the doubters wrong. All the pundits, all the people that don't believe in us, we've got to prove them wrong on the field. We 1,000% got better. We were already decent offensively, except for, you know, between the 20s. Between the 20s was great. And you think what Josh McDaniels is, he's a genius. He was top five, top six, I believe, last year in red Dome. So you add Devontae to that. You add some other receivers to that, too, as well. And then we've got a healthy Waller. Prove them wrong, brother. That's what I say. Prove them wrong. Yeah, and I appreciate the call, uh, Raider D. And no question, that's what they're going to have to do, and uh, that's what they're tasked with. And and and, and honestly, that's every team uh, is in that same boat. You got to go out and win the game. Period. Exclamation point. At the end of the year, you figure out how many did you win compared to how many did you lose, and was that enough to get you to uh, the playoffs? And and then you take it from that point on. Uh, and it is a prove it, you know, uh, endeavor w- without question. Um, but it just it it feels weird to me something's off to me uh that las vegas would look at the raiders the way they're looking at them based on what they did last year uh the growth i think uh that they made the the development uh of some of uh, some some young players uh some new additions like nate hobbs and and trayvon morig uh how Derek carr was playing especially when he had a healthy uh crew uh, around him the additions that they've made um you know I, i just feel like this team has gotten better and maybe las vegas is saying hey we're not saying they got worse. We're just saying, looking at their schedule, this is how we see them stacking up against the opponents that they play. It really has nothing to do with how much better that they got. Other teams got better uh, as well, and we feel um, going into the season, this is how many games they should be uh, favored in, and this is how many how many games they should be underdogs in. But I I don't I I just I don't I don't see it. Um, I feel like they've gotten better, and in some ways, dramatically so. And I feel like that should put them in position, just eyeballing the schedule, knowing what I know about the Raiders, knowing what I know about um, you know the, the the rest of the league. Uh, this should be. I think they should be favored in at least ten games, uh, maybe a little bit more. I'm not saying that they're going to win ten games. I can say they're going to win thirteen games. We'll see what happens when they get on the field and, and actually play the games, but. Uh, I think somebody's underestimating the Raiders. That's the bottom line of it all. Back out to the Realty One Group listener line. I know this guy. Uh, Dan is in San Diego, and uh, if everyone can close their eyes and just imagine a beautiful beach right now um, and uh, somebody walking alongside that beach, one of the most beautiful places on the face of this earth, San Diego, I'm going to almost guarantee that's where Dan is right now, and that's what Dan is. How you doing, Dan? Hey, good, uh, good, Vinny. I, ju- I just got back from my walk, and I, I was just biting at the chomp listening. And, you know, the Chargers, you know my history. Yes. I, I mean, they've been the, the glamour boys for, for years and years, and they never pan out. I'm not sold on their head coach. I think Josh, I think uh, McDaniels is the second best coach in the, uh, in the AFC West. I mean, you can't put him above Andy Reid, but. For the life of me, I just don't know what the love affair with the Chargers have been. I mean, it's the uniforms. It's got to be the uniforms, Vinny. 
<laughs> it, maybe it is. I don't know. I can't put my I can't put my finger on it, uh, Dan. I just I just look at the roster and I look at um, you know I I, I look at uh, the hand that the that the Raiders are forcing the other defense to play every play, basically deciding what how are they going to defend this? How who's going to get you know the the. Uh, Attention. Are you going to put the attention on Darren Waller? And, and by you know by attention, I'm talking about uh, devoting an extra body to go defend him, and um, you know the the way you're going to protect yourself, or is it Devonte Adams, the type yeah, of weapon you know that the Raiders haven't had a Devonte Adams in years, decades. Honestly, I know they've had some pretty good wide receivers that have come through here, um, but nobody of this level. Vinny, I'll be going to New Orleans where uh, my one of my businesses were and to Seattle on road trip where my niece my niece is from this year. All right, well Dan, I'm going to need um cuz I know you've spent time in New Orleans as have I, but I'm always I'm always open to great restaurant recommendations. So, uh you've got the number, Dan. You've got the number. Let me know uh you know when you've come up with a little bit of a list uh because that's the, I always look forward to going to New Orleans. I'll even buy you dinner, Vinny. <laughs> I'm not asking for that. Um, would would love to, uh, to to hook up and get together, but uh, but for sure, uh, let's 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 take a look at some places uh, in New Orleans, and and I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, in New Orleans. Thanks a lot for the call, Dan. Uh, always uh, appreciate it. But you know, again, um, six wins that the Raiders are favored in uh, as we speak today. It seems on the light side, to be honest, and. Here's another uh, part of this that uh, that we haven't gotten into that I want to get into. Uh, one of the things that I always look at, you have to look at this uh, when you're looking at um, you know uh, who a team is playing on their schedule. It's what does the quarterback play look like from the other from the other uh, team from the opponents. All right, so right off the bat, uh, you know, six games of the year of next season are going to be against the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert. So six games against three high-quality quarterbacks. Uh, that's just the facts of life. Now, I believe that Derek Carr is also a high-caliber quarterback, so uh, he definitely gives them um, you know, some, some, uh, some protection in that regard because I feel like the Raiders, especially with the weapons now around Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr uh, can can walk into any stadium against any team and and play well enough to say, hey, he was the best quarterback uh, on the field that day. Truly, especially with what he's got going around, uh, going on around him. But when you look at it, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, those are three high level quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to have to deal with six games out of the year. All right, so just just put that off to the side. But let's take a look at. The rest of the schedule and who the Raiders play, the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, you know, um, is is Trevor Lawrence going to get better? I, I would think that he's going to get better this year, escaping the Urban Meyer madness, bringing in, uh, you know, uh, Doug Peterson, an offensive-minded coach. There's been some improvements around him. Uh, he was the top pick overall for a reason. Um, so you f- expect him to get better, but is he there yet? It's hard to say. Is the, are the Jacksonville Jaguars there yet? I don't think they're anywhere close to being where they want to get to. So, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Manageable. The Houston Texans. Davis Mills, is that uh, keeping you up at night? I don't I don't think so. The Indianapolis Colts. What Matt Ryan 
who is their new head, their, their new quarterback. They've kind of gone through some quarterbacks these last three years. There's a third different quarterback, Phillip Rivers. Um, uh, uh, their quarterback last year, who's now in Washington, I just draw a bl- drew a blank on his name, and now Matt uh, Matt Ryan. All right, so uh, is Matt Ryan? The name sounds great, but what level Matt Ryan uh, are the Colts getting? The Arizona Cardinals, absolutely. Kyler Murray, I think, is a is a handful and something that the, that they have to deal with. San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance is looks like he's going to be the guy. Nothing against Trey Lance. It's just that. That's an unknown right now. We don't know what Trey Lance is all about. He has all the potential in the world. There's a reason why he was drafted where he was drafted, and he could turn out to be the next big thing. But as we sit here on May 11th, 2022, we have no idea what trend. Only the 49ers right now have any inkling of what they really have with Trey Lance. The Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, the defending Super Bowl champion quarterback, uh, no doubt about it. He is uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. However, even Matthew Stafford, if you go look at last year in particular, there were multiple games in a row where Matthew Stafford was throwing pick sixes and multiple interceptions. So he has the tendency from time to time to go sideways. And he certainly did last year. So, you know, from the Raiders' perspective, you're playing Matthew Stafford, but there's sometimes two Matthew Staffords that you're going to get on a given week. And so... You know, that's that's a quarterback that I think uh, if if it's the right from the Raiders perspective, Matthew Stafford, um, you know, he can he can help you. That's 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 basically the bottom line of it. The Tennessee Titans, Tannehill, uh, you know, good, solid quarterback. But, you know, does he do you, do you, do you toss and turn uh, the night before the game worrying about Ryan Tannehill? I don't I don't necessarily think so. And the last we saw him, he was coughing the ball up, what, four times against the Bengals in the playoffs. The Seattle Seahawks, we don't even know who the Seattle Seahawks quarterback is going to be right now. The New England Patriots, Mac Jones, felt like uh, definitely had a good, strong, strong rookie year. But I felt like by the end of the year, it felt like whether it was the New England Patriots kind of, you know, um, keeping him close to the vest a little bit, not asking him to do a whole lot, or maybe other teams were kind of figuring him out a little bit. He was okay. He wasn't great. He was okay. And we'll see where, you know, where he takes it this year. But is that a quarterback that you're going to be laying at night, you know, wide awake at night, tossing and turning? I don't, I don't think so. The New Orleans Saints right now, it looks like Jameis Winston has the inside track, uh, you know, at quarterback, definitely a a good quarterback when it's his day, when it's not his day, he's going to throw four or five interceptions, period, exclamation point. Even last year, before he got hurt, I think he was completing under 50, 60% of his passes. So is that a quarterback that you're, oh, my goodness gracious, what are we going to do? How are we going to stop him? No, you're not. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we don't even know who the Steelers quarterback is going to be next year. And both of the strongest options, Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, the rookie from Pitt, come with some question marks. Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, there's a reason why he went to Buffalo last year on a one-year deal and is now in Pittsburgh. He didn't get it done in his opportunity with the Chicago Bears. Now, you can blame a lot of that on on the Bears if that's what you're prone to do, and it's acceptable. But at the same time, you know, Mitchell Trubisky had a bunch of holes in his game. Has he improved in the year that he spent in Buffalo, and is the situation better for him in Pittsburgh than it was with the Bears that he's going to flourish. I can't sit here and say that that's going to happen. Again, is he somebody, or is Kenny Pickett, the rookie, somebody that you're lying awake at night worrying about? I, I, don't, I don't think so. So we just named one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the Raiders' opponents have okay or okay to question marks at quarterback to, you know, so, so there's that to me creates an opportunity for the Raiders. It creates an opportunity for the Raiders. When they go to Seattle, they're not going to play the 12th man and a great defense. And oh, by the way, Russell Wilson at quarterback. When they go to New Orleans, they're not going into one of the great madhouses in the NFL. And it's, I, I always urge people go see a game in New Orleans. It is a treat. Um, but bring your earmuffs uh, because it's going to get loud in there and crazy, crazy loud. But you're not dealing with those that environment and Drew Brees. And, oh, by the way, Sean Payton. You're just not. It's a different coach. It's Jameis Winston as the quarterback. It's not a challenge that is so formidable uh, that, that you're tossing and turning. So, again... To me, when I look at the schedule, it makes less sense than it did when I started this uh, ritual or, or, or this or, or this exercise in wondering why Las Vegas is looking at the Raiders and saying, you know what, we're looking at this schedule, we're looking at you, we're looking at the moves that you made, the moves the other teams made, yada, yada, and we think that you're favored to win six of the 17 games you play. It's not making much sense to me. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, the Realty One Group listener line. Guarab is on the line. How you doing, Guarab? Hey, what's up, Vinny? Doing good, brother. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. The reason why is because, like, the Vegas you know, odd makers, just, they're implying that Derek Carr isn't good enough of a quarterback. You know, if, if you just put it like in the... If you wait, 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 wait. What did you say? What did you just say? Uh, I said they're implying they're, the the uh, the Vegas oddmakers are implying basically that Derek Carr isn't good enough uh, I mean, without I even, without say without saying it you know but the thing is let's just say you you switch the roles and you put you know Josh Allen's on the team how many wins do you think the Raiders have with the same team they have right now probably about eleven or twelve they'd probably be looking at right but my my question I is, think you're looking at eleven or twelve anyway well. I'm, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying through what the the odd makers think. That's I'm just how they see it, not us. Our opinions are completely. Yeah, we're Super Bowl bound every year, but we're we, obviously we're not. But the thing is that I'm, I I question is like everyone always talks about what might not work for the Raiders or uh, or they have to see what the coach is now that we have a new staff and you know how that all gels with the the players and the scheme and the whole bit, but. Why aren't they talking the same thing about, like, the Denver Broncos? Automatically, they just jump them up to almost a Super Bowl contending team. And uh, they got a young coaching staff. And you got Russell Wilson just came into a completely new team. And it's, the you know, that's the most 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 um, uh, intelligent position that you must learn. And he's like, I mean, I mean, the quarterback is the hardest piece to actually fit in with the rest of the football team. So I don't understand why they always talk about with the Raiders or what, what might not work with the Raiders, but they never mention those things with the Denver Broncos. Automatically, they got the Broncos winning, what, like nine, ten games? And the Raiders down with six? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. If they're going to be childish about this and, and be biased and not be professionals, then, you know, I, why, why even bother with those people? 
Um, well, I, I think what they're what they're probably trying to do is entice you uh, to to bet whether right. it's emotionally or whatever. We get what they're doing, but I just I I, I consider it a bit of a slight um, a, a, against the Raiders. I think they're a better team than how Las Vegas is assessing them, and I'm not quite sure that. Carr is the guy that is, you know, in, in Vegas's eyes, um, are, 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 you know, is, is holding the Raiders back. But if he is, then that to me, Guarab, uh, and I appreciate the call. Uh, thank you very much. To me, uh, that's a mistake on Las Vegas's part. I think that Derek Carr is in line to have a pretty special season, provided everybody stays healthy around him. That's always a big if. But if that happens, I think I think Derek Carr is going to take this uh, to a pretty high level. Back out to the Realty One Group listener line, Derek Carr's hair is on the line. How you doing, Derek Carr's hair? Hey, Vinny. Thanks for taking my call. You got uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, nailed it. Yeah, you're turning into Lincoln. Every time I call, you make my points. But, uh, yeah, it's all about, uh, you know, an easy way to do this or one way to do it is just comparing success quarterback and you nailed it like Derek Carr pretty much is better I would say substantially better than most of the quarterbacks are going to face uh it's a team sport but that's where you start uh, that said uh Guarab, the earlier caller made a good point um, and I don't know I tuned in a little late so I don't know if you guys covered it but uh, Bucky Brooks had an interesting take of the Broncos he actually had him fourth uh because a lot of the stuff that was raised in your earlier call I don't know if you've had a chance to listen that or just what your thoughts are. I have not. He wasn't, uh, he get me up yeah, to speed. He wasn't on that. Yeah, um, I listened to a little bit. It, basically, he was saying a lot of the things that Guar was saying. Uh, new system, and you know, is this is this the real Russell Wilson? What kind of Russell Wilson are you going to get? And you got a rookie coach, uh, and uh, I've heard other people say this like it's going to be seats for family kind of effort. It's either going to be a big old uh, grand slam or it's going to be a big whiff. Uh, just because you have so many variables out there. Um, and, you know, uh, I like the chances. I, I think, uh, I personally think the AFC West is going to end up like a lot of what we saw last year, where you're going to have, until proven differently, I think Kansas City's the team to beat. I've got Las Vegas right there, San Diego, and I got them. So, yeah, just interesting, just interesting perspective on that. I hear you, uh, and I appreciate it. Uh, and it, it's it's definitely worth a conversation on, you know, what exactly is Las Vegas seeing or not seeing uh, when it relates uh, to the Raiders. And uh, I just think that somebody is underestimating uh, the quarterback, the team, um, and what's been going on uh, right in their backyard, literally, over uh, in Henderson. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. A little bit of breaking news uh, here late on a Wednesday afternoon or early evening, if you want to uh, go in that direction. Keelan Cole, uh, the former Jacksonville Jaguars and New York Jets wide receiver, has signed a one-year deal uh, with the Raiders uh, last year in 2021. Uh, Cole appeared in 15 games for the Jets and caught 28 passes for 449 yards and one touchdown. Uh, he was a undrafted free agent out of Kentucky. Kentucky Wesleyan uh, in 2017 by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Raiders 
add to their wide receiver room. Veteran Keelan Cole uh, is on board on a one-year contract. So um, that is, uh, I think he adds a little bit of a little bit of speed and some competition and uh, bodies. Obviously, you're getting into the training camp uh, territory in a couple of months, and uh, there's a uh, there's a mini camp that's that's uh, right around the corner for uh, for, for the uh, for the Raiders. So uh, he'll have an opportunity to make uh, this roster one way or, or another. So Keelan Cole, uh, welcome aboard to the Raiders uh, on Wednesday on a one year contract. Back out to the Realty One Group listener line. Raider Dave in Denver is on the line. How you doing, Raider Dave? I'm okay. Just confused like everybody else because I don't think Vegas knows what they're doing. I mean, on one hand, they say you know eight and a half for the over under for the season, and then they only favor him in six games. So you know, I think it's the local money that they want. That's why they put it at eight and a half instead of nine and a half. That would have been a lot more realistic. But they got the Chiefs at ten and a half. I mean, look at what the Chiefs got to play. They got to play the Bucks, the Bills, and the Bengals. Now, let's see who's going to be favored in those games. You know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, the Chiefs could be favored in those. Could be late in the year in, in Buffalo. I don't know which ones of those games are home and away, but if they've got odds on those, it could be a little bit tighter than what people think, uh, at least to me, I think so. And the Raiders get Pittsburgh, like you pointed out, not a great quarterback. They get uh, Patriots, not a great quarterback. And then one other team, was it Cleveland, I think? So... No, no, no Cleveland, sure. No Cleveland. No Cleveland. Okay, there's, there's one other third team that the Raiders have to play that's outside the AFC West NFC one, and I uh, can't recall what it is. Well, that's it's the second tier team, like we talked about before, that either missed the playoffs or was a wild card. Well, um, you know, uh, our good friend uh, Doby Raider Slava Ukraine um, uh, DM'd me, and he said, "Look, even if the Raiders go one and five in their division, and I don't think anyone uh, expects that to happen, but even if the Raiders go one and five in their division." And and lose to the Rams and Titans. Uh, if they beat the Saints, Patriots, Seahawks, Steelers, 49ers, Cardinals, Texans, Jaguars, and Colts, they'll have won 10 games if they do just that. And when you look at, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I think that they're going to do better in their division. And I think they're going to give the Rams, believe it or not, uh, a run for their money. And I think they should beat the Titans, to be perfectly honest with you. But Raider Dave, you're still on the, uh, you're, you're was, still with me. It was the Titans was the third one that they end up getting. Yeah, and, you, and, you, and you're still with me. Uh, let's just think of it yeah. this way. Okay, who has the better quarterback right now going into the Raiders against the Patriots? Who's the better? Who has the better quarterback situation? Uh, slam the car door shut on that one. The Saints. Again. The Seahawks. Slam the car door shut. Yeah, it, it's car. Every time you point that out. The Steelers. It's car every single time. Car. The 49ers. Absolutely car. I, I'll go push on the Cardinals. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Kyler Murray fan, but I don't think it's just heads and heels. We don't even know if he's going to hold out. Well, there you go. Um, the Texans. <laughs> oh, Carr, for sure. The Jaguars. Absolutely, Carr. The Colts. Uh, Carr, again, it was Carson Wentz that you forgot about. Right. Yeah, exactly, Carson Wentz. Um, and, and so... You know, like, a lot can happen, obviously, between now uh, and then. Well, and sure. But that's, it, it just it, it, it kind of befuddles me even more when I think about who the Raiders have at quarterback and, and what I think he's capable of, what he's shown that he can do already. Uh, it's why he's been here as long as he has, is now on his third big contract or his second big contract. Um, 
you know, and, and what I think he's capable of still doing with a better supporting cast. I go back to last year when Henry Ruggs, you know, was 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 uh, available, and Darren Ruggs, or excuse me, and Darren Waller was healthy. You were t- literally talking about Derek Carr uh, as an MVP candidate. Period. Exclamation point. I'm not saying you know it was early in the season. That's why you have to be careful with those types of conversations. But when he had a healthy supporting cast, especially with the weapons, he was playing tremendous football. If Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs and Brian Edwards and et cetera, et cetera, can stay healthy. There's no reason that Derek Carr won't pick up right where he left off right at that point where Henry Ruggs went out, right at that point when Derek Carr was playing tremendous football, not just because he was playing better. It was just because he had better players around him. That's typically how that works. You put this supporting cast now around him and they remain healthy um, I think he's going to pick up where, right where he left off, and in, and and I think it, it could be even better because I think Devonte Adams is just a superior player um, to Henry Waller, Hen- or excuse me, Henry Waller, Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, I thought he was an ascending player and getting getting better, but let's face it, he was kind of a one trick sort of a guy in what he was what what the Raiders were asking him to do as far as that deep threat. Um, with Devontae Adams, he's the whole deal. He is uh, everything. Everything that you need from a wide receiver, he is and brings to the table. He's just one of the best. He might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. And at the very worst, a top three wide receiver. Go watch the tape on Devontae Adams. If you're into football, you know, if you're a football nerd and, uh, you know, you just you just like to see greatness – and if you haven't taken the time, you know, uh, to to you know give it a half hour or so and go on YouTube, I know that you know sometimes that's all we have access to. Uh, I like uh, going on to uh, the 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 NFL site and and having uh, their vantage point. I know it's not the all twenty two the way it used to be, but you still can see, um, you know, you you you, st- you still have good access to look at things. But just go watch Devonte Adams. I didn't even know this guy was as good as he was. I saw the numbers. My wife's from Wisconsin, so uh, she's always uh, uh, talking about her Packers or the Packers, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, obviously saw the highlights, saw him do, uh, you know, uh, tremendous things and ha- throughout his career. But when you really dial in and dig in and look at this dude and watch this dude and how good he really is, you understand why he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up. He is a tremendous talent. I think Raider fans are going to be ecstatic, ecstatic by his addition. And then, you know, he's playing alongside somebody in his own way, Darren Waller, um, is, is every bit as effective and explosive and difficult to deal with as a defense. So that tandem right there, you're telling me that you put Derek Carr alongside Darren Waller and Devontae Adams, and then Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards and some of the other wide receivers that they've brought to uh, into the building, and a running game that I think is very versatile with Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake and the additions that they made uh, in that running back room, even the, the, the rookie from Georgia, Zeus White, uh, who I think will bring something to the table as well. You got to figure... You know, I know that we're assuming here a little bit, but you got to figure that somehow, some way, the offensive line is going to be better. It might not be a lot better than last year, but even if it's just somewhat better than last year, that'll make a big difference. And you're telling me that that 
that offense that the Raiders are going to be able to 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 put on the field on a weekly basis and that pressure that they're going to be able to apply to an opposing defense, it's going to be a chore dealing with the Raiders' offense. It's going to be a mental chore. It's going to be a physical chore. Uh, you've got a one of the great offensive minds in the game in Josh McDaniels calling the shots as well. That's going to be a totally new wrinkle that um, Raider opponents just are not used to. I have all the respect in the world for John Gruden. All right, I do. I thought he was a a, a, a really good. I think he, I still think he's a really good football coach. But Josh McDaniels brings a whole other wrinkle to the situation, uh, and, and and especially offensively, because if you look at those New England Patriots offenses that he basically was in charge of, yes, we've talked about it. Bill Belichick called had final say uh, on on everything that happened in New England. We'd be naive to sit here and say that that wasn't the case, but. At least in people that I've talked to, whereas maybe he was a way more hands-on with the defense, which is what his forte was, Bill Belichick, what he hung his hat on, how he came up uh, in the football world. He was a defensive guy. So it stands to reason that he had more of a hand with the Patriots on the defensive side of things than he did on the offensive side of things. Now, I'm not saying he just told Bill or uh, Josh McDaniels, you have carte blanche, do whatever you want, uh, check with me, you know, um, uh, just, you know, uh, uh, just don't screw it. it. It wasn't that. He obviously had to know what was going on and wanted detail uh, on, on how Josh McDaniels wants you to attack certain teams and what the game plan looked like. Uh, he was, he, he rolls like that. But as opposed maybe to what was going on defensively, I think that, he gave Josh McDaniels a lot of leeway. And now Josh McDaniels brings all of that, all of that experience, kind of unlike some of the other head coaches that have come out of the Patriots program. Because if you look at that lineage and you know the, the predecessors or the or the pupils that have graduated from um, you know the school of the New England Patriots and Professor Bill Belichick to go on to their run their own programs, a lot of those guys were defensive guys. Josh McDaniels is one of the few offensive guys. Charlie Weiss comes to mind, um, you know, and he went to Notre Dame and had some semblance of success early on, and then it sort of caught up to him, um, you know, uh, the recruiting and all that. Uh, and and but for for a second or two, he had Notre Dame, you know, playing pretty good football, and the offense was pretty darn good too. So um, it just he couldn't sustain it. Uh, I think Josh McDaniels is cut from a different cloth. And I think that um, he just, people that I talk to speak extremely highly. And again, going back to earlier in the show, um, you know, when you talk to people in the NFL, you're getting the um, unfiltered truth, especially when you give them um, a way to be able to speak freely and honestly without any kind of repercussions or starting a big story or drama or controversy. You know, you want what the truth is. And everyone that I've talked to in the NFL about Josh McDaniels has spoken glowingly of his offensive acumen and what he's going to bring to the table and the kind of the game changer that he can be offensively. My point being, you add that to the mix along with Derek Carr and along with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and so on and so forth, and you're sitting here telling me that Las Vegas is looking at that crew that the Raiders are going to be able to roll out there offensively along with their new head coach who can be a difference maker in his role, and you're telling me they're only favored in six games? We just told you who the quarterbacks were on 10 of the teams that they're playing. Throw out 
the AFC West. Throw out uh, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and um, uh, uh, Russell Wilson. As as Dobie Raider, uh, our, our buddy on Twitter, said, hey, even if they go one and five and lose to the Rams and the Titans, which, by the way, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Raiders are going to give the Rams a run for their money. That's going to be a home game for the Raiders. They are going to be so hyped to go to SoFi Stadium and play um, in front of a legion of Raider fans. And an opportunity, and I'm sure that this is going to be, by the way, I'm hearing that's later on in the year, uh, toward the end of the year. So, um, you know, uh, it'll be inter- it'll be winning time part of the season, too. It's late in the season that the Raiders are going to go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Um, but that's going to be a game that the Raiders are so hyped to play. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that they can't go in there and beat the Rams. I think that they actually can. And the Titans, absolutely, I think they could beat the Titans. In Nashville, if you're talking about the two quarterbacks, I think Derek Carr is the better quarterback, the superior quarterback to Tannehill. I think he's better than Mac Jones. I think he's obviously better than um, Jameis Winston. I think he's better than whoever the Seattle Seahawks are going to designate as their quarterback. I think he's better than Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett at this point, obviously. I mean, I, I'm, it's crazy that I'm even having to, to, to verbalize that. We don't know what Trey Lance is all about, but as I sit here today, I'm going to assume right now that Derek Carr is probably going to give his team a better chance to win than Trey Lance with the 49ers. I know he's going to get coached up there. I have all the respect in the world for Mike Shanahan or for uh, uh, Shanahan and and everything that's going on in San Francisco. And I do have a feeling that Trey Lance is going to be pretty darn good, but he's still a guy going into his first year as a starter. Kyle Shanahan, by the way. So I'm going to, right now, give Derek Carr the edge. Kyle, Kyler Murray and Derek Carr, hey, on on either of their best days, they are high, high, high-end quarterbacks. So I'm going to just call that a wash right now. And I don't think that I'm out of line to say that. The Texans, of course Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Davis Mills or whoever might be the quarterback by the time they play each other. The Jaguars, I think Trevor Lawrence has a tremendous future in the NFL. But right now, where he is on the trajectory of his career and and learning a new system, the second of his career in two years that he's played, plus playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who you know they're not uh, a, a world-beating team right now. They're they're in a whole other situation. They're rebuilding around their young quarterback right now. Um, Derek Carr. I think gives the Raiders a much better chance than Trevor Lawrence. And I have all the respect in the world and for the bright future of Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan and the Colts. I don't, I don't know what Matt Ryan still really has left in the tank. I think he's going to go to Indianapolis and be kind of a, um, steward. Let's just put it, you know, a guy that, you know, Hey, don't, don't, don't mess it up. And and I'm sure he's going to be extremely capable of doing that. And maybe on a good day, he's going to be able to, to sling it around. He's I love Matt Ryan. I think he's been one of the most underrated quarterbacks for a long time. But we're talking about 2022 Matt Ryan. In a new system, uh, in a new city, it's not the Falcons. He's now in Indianapolis. Um, so as I sit here today looking at where Derek Carr is in his career and where Matt Ryan is in, in his career, I absolutely think that Derek Carr – is a better quarterback than than uh, you know uh, than Matt Ryan. I just named what is that 10, 10 teams that 
you can argue the Raiders um, have the superior quarterback going into those games right now and whenever it is that they play them. And you're saying that Las Vegas is looking at that schedule saying, yeah, I, eh, I think the Raiders are just, yeah, six games. We're going to we're going to we're going to say that they're they're favored in six of those games against the quarterbacks that we're talking about right now. This isn't like going into Seattle to play Russell Wilson and the 12th man and everything that they got going on in Seattle. Great place. Great, great atmosphere. Tremendous. This isn't going into New Orleans and playing Drew Brees and that madhouse um, that Mercedes-Benz Stadium is. Or or one of the great coaches, Sean Payton. I remember talking to Wade Phillips. He's like, you know, the challenge of playing the Saints is, number one, as the defensive coordinator, you're trying to think along the lines of Sean Payton, who's just an incredibly gifted play caller and creativity and um, just five steps ahead of, 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 of us, the team, you know, defensive coordinators, you're trying to keep up with him. And that's a difficult enough proposition. But at the end of the day, what you're really also having to do is also keep up with the guy that has the final say at the line of scrimmage by the name of Drew Brees, who did that part of it as well as anybody in the league. So you're thinking it's like a, it's like a, a, you know, playing one on two in, of basketball or chess and two brilliant chess players and having to keep up with those two brains and try to think along the lines of them in a way that you're going to be able to stop them. Well, guess what? Drew Brees is, you know, kicking it somewhere, um, doing what he's doing now. He's retired. He's not there anymore. Nor is Sean Payton. If you didn't get the memo, Sean Payton doesn't coach the Saints anymore. So whatever edge... Sean Payton gave whoever the quarterback was in New Orleans, it's no longer there. So Derek Carr now paired up with Josh McDaniels. I mean, you do the math. I I just I, I'm not grasping how Las Vegas is kind of overlooking this a little bit. Six wins that the Raiders are favored in. Looking at the quarterbacks that they're going to be playing. Now, by the time they play them, maybe all those guys are playing at all pro level. I don't see that happening. And I do see Derek Carr, number four for the Raiders. I do see him, especially if everybody stays healthy. I do see him potentially putting together a Pro Bowl type season. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila in Bahadur, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. I just don't get it. I know I'm not the smartest guy in the world, never pretended to be. But when I look at uh, the Raiders, what they've done since last year, and I felt like they, um, I felt like they turned a corner uh, last year in a, in a lot of different ways, overcoming what they overcame, and it was a lot. I, I sometimes look back uh, at last season, and I'm just like astounded <laughs> that um, that not only did the did the Raiders survive all of that, but they 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 actually kind of flourished uh, in a lot of ways um, and moved this thing in the right direction. And then I think they, you know, because of the the opportunity that was weirdly and oddly presented uh, to them, nobody here uh, with the Raiders thought that they were going to be replacing John Gruden uh, or or the general manager Mike Mack. That that wasn't the plan at all. It nobody saw that coming. Uh, but it happened, and life sometimes 
you know, throws you curveballs uh, at uh, when when you're when you're sitting on the fastball, and you got to deal with it. You have to adjust to it. And I thought that the Raiders looked at that situation and said, instead of wallowing in their mire and pointing fingers and wondering just wow, it just blew up all in our face. I thought the Raiders looked at it and said, okay, um, how do we use this as a way to get better? And one of the things I felt like the Raiders did, uh, and I give you know Mark Davis credit for this, um, I thought he, he, he pivoted a little bit. Uh, there was a little bit of a um, deviation from, from how things uh, had been done previously in going out and getting Dave Ziegler and going out and getting Josh McDaniels. Um, you know, and just kind of breaking in a new direction. And, um, you know, I feel like Mark Davis, the owner, uh, he's growing in his role as well. I've said this so many times. Imagine being Mark Davis, the son of an NFL icon in Al Davis, uh, and having to follow that act and follow in those footsteps. It doesn't happen overnight. Just think of forget the football side of it and 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 all that. Just imagine just life in general. Um, you have a um, iconic type of a figure or somebody that just set such of a tone uh, in whatever the business might be. Um, and then, you know, uh, he passes on and then the son takes over. There's always going to be an adjustment. And you're whoever it is, and in, in Mark Davis's case, following in the footsteps of Al Davis, kind of had to find his own way and find his own voice and get comfortable in his own skin as now not the son of Al Davis, but the son of Al Davis and the new owner of the Raiders and the owner of the Raiders. And it takes a little bit of time. And, and you know, I, I say this all the time. I don't care who you are, what your vocation is, where you are in life, whatever, any of those things. Uh, every one of us has the ability until the very last breath that we take to get better and evolve and grow. And I think that uh, as time has gone on, we've seen Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, grow and uh, mature into this role. And it feels more comfortable and it looks more comfortable. And I give him a lot of credit for the direction that he went in to take this team to another level. And as I sit here and look at the moves that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and everyone else, Mark Davis, uh, have made, I can't, I just don't agree with the assessment that they are only favored in six of their 17 games next year, next season, uh, and are underdogs in 10 of them. I, I just don't see it. But uh, the show goes on, and uh, we're going to find out who is right and who is wrong. And by the way, we're going to find out, you know, in a couple of months when it really starts getting into the games and the season, how many of those games that the Raiders are not favored in, they become favored in when it's all said and done and when it's the day before the game. I'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, and look back at where it is right now and, and what it's going to look like then. Thank you to everybody. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow in the huddle. Uh, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio. We'll check you out tomorrow, Thursday, when the schedule finally comes out. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Vinny B. from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.